From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A knife-wielding man wouldn't stop wielding his knife in the Boogie D until NYPD made it a gunfight and shot him for knife-wielding. Yes, after a stabbing was reported to 911, two 48th Precinct cops came to East 181st Street around 7.40 p.m., and there they found him. Uh, he wouldn't drop the knife, uh, the, the officer said, and they shot him after he turned towards him still holding it. Their body cams picked up the whole thing. I don't think that the tape has been released yet, but they are investigating how many times the cops demanded the man drop the knife and how many shots they fired. I don't see any problem with firing all the shots. You're not shooting unless your life is in danger. Now, yeah. the, the man whom police have not, they haven't identified him. He was taken to St. Barnabas Hospital, one of the best hospitals in America. Oh, yeah. And, and pronounced dead. And uh, he was carrying a military knife. That's in quotes. And, uh, yes, he was, uh, he was carrying that. It was recovered at the scene. So, yeah, this is one of those situations of uh, a perfectly legit shooting of... Uh, but is an armed, uh, you know, guy. Yeah, uh, and, sounds okay uh, to me. Sounds perfectly okay. Uh, and uh, congratulations to those two officers. Good job. Yes, you did very well. Also, in Queens, a very old man driving a souped-up muscle car with his pet chihuahua crashed into a Queens home. Oh, was dear. in Queens, yes. Uh, now, the geezer was just pulling out of the grand uh, Turismo Auto Tech shop in Richmond Hill around a quarter to ten. Uh, excuse me. Around a quarter to 11. Oh, even later. <laughs> Changes it in the morning. And immediately lost control. He was pulling out and immediately mm. lost control of his candy apple red Chevy Camaro, just like yours. Wow, yeah. Parked out front, man. I, I thought that was what attracted me yes. to the story. Uh, now, neither the coot, uh, who was farting dust at 91 years silly, <laughs> nor his feisty, anxiety-prone dog were seriously injured. Well, that's a relief. He wasn't even issued a ticket. I don't know how old you have to be in order to get this kind of preferential treatment, but... He obviously clears the bar at 91. I guess. I'm almost certain it's higher than 47. Yeah. So it's somewhere between 47 and 91. Can't where wait. you just go like, oh, man, this guy is so old. We just go home if you can. Sure. Nice looking car. Camaro. You ever drive a Camaro? I've driven once. Camaro. No, I never did. My brother had a Camaro, and I was like, oh, it was a big deal. Sports car. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was just it's shaped different, but it's not that. It's a, I I never driven a Really, even a good car. I had a Mercury Marquis, which is not a good car. We I was going over Mont Eagle Mountain down in Tennessee in this Camaro, and it was the most fun I'd had since childhood. Sounds great. Yeah. You know, I will say my mother, a blessed memory, she bought, this was in the, I guess it was in the early 90s or the mid-90s. Somehow or another, she, she bought a 68... Canary yellow Mustang. Holy shit. That's a very intentional uh, purpose. Uh, it was like, I think she got it for like a grand or something. It was crazy. Wow. And I drove it once. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It really, you just like, you were just up there. You felt like you were in like, I don't know, an F-15 or something. <laughs> that's, a that's Mustang P-38, just like. And it really, you push the accelerator and it really moved. Yeah, and when you turn a little, it turns with you. It hugs yes, everything. Yes. Oh, it's, it was great. It, it, it's fun cars, as sports cars, you know. Uh, Kumia, my uh, my boss over at Compound, he's got like a, a fucking 
I guess, a Jag. Oh, nice. Or two. He's got several, like, you know, cars. Sure. Very nice stuff, very fast. He's into that kind of shit. Now, uh, I noticed a lot of comedians seem to be huge car guys. I only know Jay Leno to be one. Well, Jerry Seinfeld, he has like a whole, he has like 40 Porsches. Oh, right. That's, those are two very good representations of stand-up comedians, by the way. The two absolute richest fucking guys <laughs> <laughs> who ever did stand-up. Do you remember, speaking of white privilege, Yeah. Uh, this guy, uh, Jackson, uh, who, who drove up from Baltimore, uh, uh, the Mr. Jackson did, uh, Yes, 28 yes. years old, indicted on charges of first-degree murder. He ran a sword through, uh, like, a homeless black guy. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this on your um, on your compound show. Yeah, he came up specifically to do that. To kill a black person. Yeah, to kill a black person. Well, now there's been some talk in the newspapers and from the DA, Manhattan DA's office, about a possible plea deal to avoid a trial. First-degree murder carries a sentence of uh, up to life with no parole. Yeah, why are they going to um, have a plea deal? I mean, what well, they want to avoid a, a trial for some why? reason? I, I didn't can't the guy has the guy pled not guilty? No, he confessed. I guess he confessed and then pleaded not guilty, which is always a, an inst- an interesting play. Yeah, because the show like uh, but it says the alleged confession. Well, you see, it troubles one guy. I'll tell you who. <laughs> That's the uh, the uh, president of the uh, NAACP in uh, Jamaica. The Jamaica branch of the NAACP is okay. uh, disturbed. Uh, about published reports of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, entertaining a plea with a white supremacist accused of murdering the guy, a Jamaica native. That's why they went to him. Leroy Gadsden. Jamaica, Queens. Yes, Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. I don't care what Jamaicans think. Right. They don't even know about this shit. What are they? I mean, they. Uh, you ever been to Jamaica? The country? Uh, yeah. No. Never been. Well, me neither. They. They. Uh, he says it would send the wrong message. What, uh, for James played, Jackson of Baltimore, if he doesn't, it, it, they don't want to give it the appearance of a slap on the wrist if he only gets like say, 50 years. Say 50 years. Say <laughs> if he gets out someday. I don't know about that. I mean, like uh, a lot of people kill people. I know I, I, it's, it should be, it's I, obviously by their designation a hate crime. But there's people who have murdered people who get out in 20 years or less. Or less. So, uh, he says it would send the wrong message. He said it would send a message that it's okay to violate the civil rights of black people and it would devalue their lives. I don't know if that's really true. Oh, it's is it okay to kill black people? Right. I mean, yeah. I don't think this guy has a lot of defenders. No, he doesn't. So, right, right, right. A sword, though. The guy came up with a sword. He's this blonde, white, 28-year-old guy. With and a fucking re- sword. He, was he doing it for revenge or to spark a race war? Because it was it? the media capital of the world. Oh, yeah. City. That's why I came here to do it. Yeah. Not that, I mean, there's like plenty of blacks. In Baltimore. You can do he it there. could have done it there. Yeah, but he wanted to come here and do it. He probably would have gotten away with it in Baltimore. If it wasn't for these darn cops. Yeah. Who, who, who uh, were, they, they foiled the whole thing. They, they picked him up. He turned himself in, actually, the next day because they had his picture everywhere. They, right. You know, they, he thought that it would be so well publicized that he came up and ran a sword through a guy that it would, uh, you know, that, that his message would get across, which was that uh, the blacks are getting all the white women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> telling right. what he thinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, right. he's like, come on now. I don't want them taking all the white women. He's a lonely. He's, it, pussy changes everything. This guy, just with some pussy. Probably would have been okay. You know why he doesn't have any pussy? Because the women are too shrill obnoxious 
and, uh, and and they want to argue too, too argumentative, and they're not into fucking white supremacists as much as they could be. I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's really hard to to vote Bernie or Hillary and then also sort of be like, I'm kind of seeing this white supremacist. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Just is this, is this too hot for Seth? No, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I think you're right. I'm trying to think. Do you think he didn't? Did he not have a girlfriend? Is that the problem? So this is just like a classic kind of like. Well, I'm just saying, like, if he's, why would you? If you've got a girlfriend, right, or a few, you're not all worried about. Well, maybe how many white women the blacks are getting. Nobody's that idealistic. Yeah, I don't think. You don't think it's he was really like angry about like the white race. About the white race, you think he just like didn't have any? Uh, he didn't have a girlfriend. Well, I think his parents were preachers, and they, of course, it has something to do with his upbringing. They were in the, they were ministers or some shit like that, and so you know yeah. They, they, yeah, but those people, he was rebelling against them to some degree. Oh, I see. Um, so he's not going to get a trial, or he is going to get a trial. Well, they haven't decided yet. Okay, they, they said this is the time to talk about it, and that's all they're saying. So, they, by the way, uh, we have this closure now. Oh, man. How, I don't know how often you get to Queens. I'm reading this out of the Queens Chronicle, uh, which was, uh, and this was fed to me by a source. Interesting. <laughs> it's uh, lawmakers and other opponents of Long Island City Strip Club called Show Palace. They're celebrating. Please shut it down. Oh, no. You know, it's a problematic venue. They came with a court order, and uh, officers from the vice unit walked into the 4520. 4520 21st Street. I love the addresses in Queens. Queens it looks so it's weird. Impossible to get anywhere. Yeah. All this, it was an all nude venue uh, around mid. I think I've been to this place. I, though. I, I have. It's 21st Avenue. And yeah. Uh, well, all nude ones don't serve alcohol. They don't serve alcohol. You can bring your own. Yeah. Because I went to one once. Which on, is a win win. I can on, bring my own cheap booze. On the West Side Highway and Jane Street. There used to be one down there. Yeah. Uh, and it was all nude, and it was weird because since it's all since there's no alcohol and it's all nude, it's like you can really focus on the nudity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody's soberly looking at pussy. Right, right. Man. Well, so why'd they close this place down? I don't get it. I'm seeing signs here because there were well, the, there were some apparently uh, prostitutes uh, that have been arrested there. Oh, that's, uh, that's odd. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is odd. I am not really sure why they keyed in on that. Uh, yeah, they, there were some prostitution arrests. Uh, it's they, that's why they want to be so careful about that. It seems like the, the closure comes a month after cops cuff five for prostitution. Now I don't know if they cuff five dudes or if they. Five, uh, um, I guess that's the way it goes. Or five whores. I think they because they are whores. They're selling. They're fucking body for money they're whores it's okay well, to call them whores because they're whores because that's what they do they are literally whores whores well there's no reason to hate and all them. the dancers are whores <laughs> do you they think are, there's a big whores. distinction between the dancers and the prostitutes clearly there is to the police yeah i mean like uh, you can't it could be show palace so they shut it down as like a woman nuisance. fucking that's like know? a nuisance place i guess you know they Police raided the venue. They arrested oh five women on prostitution wow. charges. Yeah, latest in a laundry list of, of alleged crimes. Also includes drug offenses. Wait, wait they do your laundry too? Yes, they. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know they can go all That's nude. not bad. If they're all nude, they can do laundry. Yeah, 
non-fatal shootings, too, a handful of them, uh, oh. either occurred there or otherwise stemmed from confronta- confrontations at Show Palace over the years. Well, a lot of shootings uh, outside. There was a guy shot a bunch of people outside the Empire State Building. When are you going to shut that down? That's true. It, it, did it stem from a look? I mean, uh, it, there, I'll, I'll say this: it was a little bit uh, towards the uh, poon. As yeah, saying. I've been there before. Melanin, I know I've been there before. Melanin dripping from your thighs. And now they have these intelligent signs here: censorship is to art as lynching is to justice. Let me think about that. Yes, that makes sense. No, it doesn't, because lynching is a form of justice. Lynching is a means to obtain justice. <laughs> no, it isn't. Censorship <laughs> is not. No, lynching a means. is no, 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 no. You might misunderstand what lynching is. It's a you. You don't get a fair trial, and then you're lynched. You know, in a just way. A lynching is like a, they. It's like a posse comes. They yeah. tie you to a tree, and they fucking uh, do what they want. Yeah, but it's. It's because otherwise justice is going to be perverted. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Anywhere, here's another one. I like this. Any show worth censoring is a show worth seeing. Huh. I think that seems pretty good. Well, Censorship fair. is the child of fear and the father of ignorance. Wait, wait. It's the child of fear. Child of fear. Father. Yeah, so I mean, fear, fear is, is what gives birth to the idea of it. And then once you censor things... You become ignorant. All right, so censorship is the child of fear. So fear is the father of yeah. censorship, which then gives birth to ignorance. So fear is the grandfather of ignorance. Yes, the grandfather of ignorance. It's it all gets complicated because actually, I think I think censorship and fear actually had a, a baby, right? Also, which was uh, not related. But what happened to if, ignorance? If fear had a child with ignorance. That's what I'm saying. It would probably come out ignorant as fuck. Oh, jeez. And scared. Yeah. You know, like the the Greeks, their whole thing started. It's just incest after incest after right. incest. All the Greek gods are fucking each other. You know, yeah. stealing each other's fucking. Like I'm gonna fuck my sister who's married to fucking Mars and shit or what? That's a Roman one, but you know. Sure. And it's a fascinating thing. It really yes. is. I mean, like, because the gods themselves, you know, are these planets and shit. I, I, if I was going to worship anything for real, I yeah. think I might get into that. Because those stories are fucking fascinating. You know, the Bible's great, I'm sure, but it gets into a lot of fucking oh, Judea, fucking Israelites, and uh-huh. Philistines, and the Somalians, and the Sumerians. And it's it's really... Well, it's very tribal. It's tough sledding sometimes. and And, it, it, and it gets a little boring. The Greeks, you know... There's always some shit happening. I, I the King James version fucked up the Bible forever. You think so? I think so. We'll go back to the original. <laughs> the 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 Hebrew? Yeah. The Greek actually, right? No, the Hebrew. The Hebrew is before the Greek? Uh yeah. I'm not so sure about the that. The Hebrew's the original. I'm pretty sure the Greek came first. No, well you're talking about the uh, the the Christian Bible. The Bible, yes. No, the Christian the New Testament. The Bible. Oh, That's boy. like calling it American football. <laughs> Look at this guy with a big turtle. Great. Uh, this millennium, you know, the tortoise was stolen from uh, Alley Pond Environmental Center. Oh, shit. And here he, uh, here this guy is carrying it out of the 111th Precinct Station House in, in Bayside after being recovered. In Con- they found that fucking thing in Connecticut, for Christ's wow, sake. Wow, somebody stole Some- it? Somebody stole that gigantic fucking tortoise. That thing is probably like 140 years old. Yeah. Oh, and you, yeah, and the turtle's old, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the guy holding him has got white hair. Uh, well, let's not say the African 
spurred tortoise. Oh, I thought it was an African who had stolen the tortoise. No, no. Uh, it was a rare reptile, and he was safely ensconced in his habitat. And now the defendant who admitted to possessing the stolen tortoise will be confined to Rikers Island for the next six months. Six fucking months? Wow. I didn't know you could get sentenced to Rikers. Oh, sure. I thought, I thought it was just a jail. Yeah, it's a jail. Well, you're so. wait for, well, you're waiting for no, trial. No, 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 no. Oh, it's if, a jail. You can get sentenced there. Sure, if like for sentences uh, a year or less. I had no fucking idea. You, Indeed. You could knock me over with a feather. If I was wearing a wig, it would have flown up into the air. Uh, it should serve as a warning to everyone that my office will pursue justice for all those in Queens. This is uh, the Queens DA, Richard Brown. These DAs, they know when to come down on something. They really do. It's not... You don't want to come down on some of these little bullshit crimes. Someone steals a fucking tortoise. That's a fucking crime well, that the city can get behind. I think that's fair. You know, I'm not like, I don't think that they should. Um, that animal's worthless. That animal is fucking worthless. What's it going to do for anybody? Going to feed anybody? Well, you know, it, it, probably the kids of Queens go there and look at it and. Whoopty shit. They, they will forget about it in a minute. You would like, eat that. Oh, my, my you would like to eat that in a soup. I would, I would, I wouldn't come near that goddamn thing. That's the whole thing's gross. I, you could eat a raw turtle. That's gross. I mean, you can. Well, why would you? Uh, survival. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, okay. survival. Yeah, sure. Well, okay. Here's what. Uh, here's what this fucking uh, Richard Brown says. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah, it should serve as a warning to everyone in my office. <laughs> everyone in he my says, office. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> the rant was recorded on an this, iPhone. This video. guy's been like this guy's been like in in all, as DA for like thirty five years. This uh, this should uh, <laughs> he's never left the office. Should serve as a warning to everyone that my office will pursue justice for all those in Queens County, whether they are warm or cold blooded citizens. So uh, does that include me? I guess. Oh, so now uh, even turtles are considered citizens. Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? Pilford 95-pound reptile returns safely to APEC. See, that's a story that we can all love because there's a man, an actual individual, a grown person with cognizant thoughts who, uh, you know, for whatever fucking reason, apparently stole this turtle. They found him. They tracked him all the way. How do they track this fucking tortoise to Connecticut? Let's let's get into this story just a little bit. You know how they did it. No, 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 because there was another tortoise there. Who who had the scent, and they put it on, and and they followed it and to Connecticut. Five years later, <laughs> <laughs> does it say who who stole the tortoise? I kind of wonder what his nationality is. Well, uh, I, I, probably just some reptile freak. Right the East Elmhurst, East Elmhurst man pilfered it from the Alley Pond Environmental Center last July. Sean Walters, thirty-seven, pleaded guilty last month to stealing Millennium. 95-pound African-spurred tortoise from his enclosure. Uh, he was, That was back in July. He was uh, recovered one week later from a collector in Connecticut. So oh. this guy just got sentenced now uh, to six months in Rikers. Uh, he, when he rec- uh, from a collector in Connecticut who traded $300 and a turtle for Millennium. <laughs> he traded for another turtle. Well, maybe he figured he would bring this the other turtle and bring it back and just leave it there, and maybe they wouldn't notice. A replacement turtle, right? That. I mean, African spurred turtle, 95 years old, 95 pounds, rather, 
Does it say how old it is? How old is this turtle? I bet you they don't know exactly. Well, I if bet he's, you, I'm, if I'm he's named Millennium, he's probably a thousand he, years old. He's clearly a thousand. Yeah, he's yeah. I, that makes sense. He or maybe he was born, you know, after 1980 uh, or or after you know uh, 2000, wherever the fucking line oh. is. You know, maybe he's a millennial, and they named him Millennium. Mm. Millennium. Uh, the the, the, the uh, tortoise's summer escapade included crossing state lines. That has uh, drawn to a close with a day sentence and defendant. So yeah, cross state lines. If you take a tortoise across state lines, you are, you're asking for the death penalty. Really, well, only if you're um, doing it for you know like sexual purposes. I was right. Seventeen years old. That's it. He's only seventeen years. He looks very very old. I don't know how you get to be that big in seventeen years. They get, I mean, like he fucking swam up on the beach and now he looks like this. That's amazing. In 17 years? What's he going to look like in another 17 years? It'd be like be a 400 pounds. Like a giant. He's roughly worth $2,500, by the way. Well, so the guy really got good. fucked. We got fucked. He, uh, according to the charges, Brown added a Connecticut man uh, posted an ad on Craigslist stating he was selling a musk turtle. And a day later received a cell phone call from a man offering to trade an African spurred tortoise for the musk turtle. This guy must have been like, are you fucking shitting me? Because this guy's the kind of guy who trades in turtles. Yeah. He's like, that's probably like the white whale of fucking. Right. I don't, I don't know what could be better than an African spirit. Uh, police now uh, a suspect he's a convicted robber, and he's behind this mugging in Gramercy. He looks very unhappy. His name's Theodore Gaddy. 32-year-old Theo, Theodore Gaddy. Wait, who's Theodore Gaddy? Theodore Gaddy is a uh, police are looking for him in connection with a robbery. That allegedly took place. Oh, this is a different case. Oh, yeah. I moved on oh, because okay. uh, enough tortoise talk. Sure, sure. Yeah. Did you ever have turtle have some soup? Gaddy talk. Did you ever have turtle soup? Never had it. Never had it. Not interested. Turtles. Not, don't need them. They, they, I don't need them at all. Don't need them. Okay. They are not required. I kind of like them. I'm not a big pet guy, but I like tortoises and turtles. As, as pets? Well, just to kind of look at them. If I was going to have... You know what? If I was going to have a pet, I could, I could, you could do worse than a turtle. You can't step on it and you're... You know, like that. Right, That's never right, going right. to happen. They're slow as fuck. They're never going to run away. You can't catch them. Yeah. Uh, you can just forget all about them. They'll probably be okay. I mean, they probably live indefinitely without any care at all. I think one time I was reading about some some voyage in the South Atlantic. You know, these in the old days. And, like, they would find these maybe in the Galapagos they would take these giant tortoises on the ship and they would just stack them up alive and just keep them there as like um for fresh meat because <laughs> like they can go for an incredible amount of time without eating or mm. drinking but doesn't that just seem like the worst fate to just be stacked up on a bunch of other turtles like waiting for them like to Want to eat something? Those goddamn turtles don't know the difference. They they're like, oh, I got some just to stay here for a while. You know, I mean, they might. You see a turtle gets on his back. He's trying to roll over and shit. But they stack them up on their backs. No, I think like on top of each other. Oh, like, okay. the... It's like I feel like I have something on top of me. <laughs> I can't be sure. Yeah, and so you've had turtle soup, obviously. I did have it once. Yeah, what did you think? I mean, whatever. Gamey. I just it imagine okay. it tasting like mud, like mud water. <laughs> it just, well, know. it was at, very like, it was at a it was a good restaurant, and it's like you know boiled up in like pieces of meat in like some kind of 
creamy broth with all kinds of pepper and spices. It was pretty good. Right, but, right, yeah. Something they had, they had to really work to cover up the flavor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it would have been like. But look, don't people people people? I'm mean, surely you've. I mean, coming from Tennessee, you probably grew up eating snakes. Mostly and, dirt. <laughs> Snake, yeah, we eat a lot of snake. We out in the yard. Sometimes we find a snake. No, but don't people crickets? We eat a lot of crickets, <laughs> squirrels. Ooh, squirrel on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Okay. Only, yeah, we ate a lot of fried chicken, and we ate a lot of uh, you know meatloaf. I ate a lot of meatloaf. Yeah. We ate a lot of spaghetti growing up. You, you ever look in the in the cabinet, and there's like nothing, right? And you're like. Yeah, we're really hungry. There's no food. And she's like, all right, I'll make dinner. And she makes this fucking amazing bunch of shit. Where, the, where did you find this shit? She made it out of dust and water. That's nice. Yeah. She was a great cook, my mom. She really was. So let's look, let's talk about Gaddy here. 32-year-old uh, Theodore Gaddy. They're looking for him in connection with a robbery that occurred to place in front of 150 East 24th Street. That's, uh, whatever is that? Gramercy. Yeah. 13th Precinct tweeted, Gaddy was wanted for a robbery on the evening of January 8th. The wanted notice in the tweet said that the most recent incident happened in 2017, but police confirmed that the robbery actually occurred this year. Okay. <laughs> Why not just report? I don't know. Uh, according to the district attorney's office, Gaddy previously pleaded guilty to a robbery that took place in Harlem on September 1st, 2014. In that incident, he stole a woman's cell phone, punched her in the stomach. Oh, come on now. That's not It's nice. not necessary to take a woman's phone. Uh. Now I'm going to describe the guy so you so you'll know him if you see him. I, he's he's 32 years old. He's yeah. wearing like some sort of a gray jacket. He has yeah. a beard. He has a beard. And he uh sort of a sorrowful expression. He looks really sad. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's, that's all we guy. can say. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was convicted of attempted assault in August 2013 for the assault of a family member for which he received a 20 day jail sentence. See, he would have served that at Rikers. They, you mean it's automatic. Well, where else is he going to serve? They're not Tombs? Gonna... I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Manhattan Detention yeah, Center? Yeah, yeah, you could, I guess. A Brooklyn man in violent Brooklyn has been charged with assaulting a police officer in Maspeth Tuesday hmm. afternoon who responded to a dispute in which he was involved. The incident occurred at around 1.05 p.m. January 23rd in front of a home out there in Maspeth. That's the home of handsome Dan Curlan, who has been oh, sitting yeah. in and doing a lot of guest hosting at the... Uh, uh, on the Crime Report. At, uh, no, no, Comedy I thought he Media. was the host of Crime Report. Oh, yeah, he's the inventor of Crime Report, for Christ's sake, if you listen to him. He keeps upgrading himself every week. According to uh, law enforcement, he's the most cocky retard you're ever going to meet. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> he's extremely, it's, his self-esteem is all in order. You don't see that often. Yeah. Uh, from that level, you know what I mean? Because he's not downy, but he's also not like, you know, uh, the, counting the toothpicks and shit. Right, <laughs> <laughs> That's it's kind of it's kind of funny how like um how nature works. It really is. That it's not like nature is so concerned with balance. So like this friend of mine likes to say like when he was a kid there was some guy like some really nerdy kid who was no good at sports who was like a real pain in the ass who would say like yeah well um I may be an ugly nerd but I'm I'm really smart. And my friend would be like, no, you're not. You didn't. Why do I do better in math than you do? <laughs> it's like nature doesn't really care. Sometimes you can be ugly and and bad at sports. And he's like. Fuck. And dumb. And dumb. It's not like it all. It's like. And then 
and then nature's a, worried about compensating you. You got a small dick. Yeah, like everything can go badly for you. Yeah. And then at the same time, there could be somebody who's tall, handsome, smart, go funny. on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nature's cruel. Yeah, some and, people are gifted, and, and handsome Dan Curland. It doesn't seem like he got like. He's like a lump of mashed potatoes. It gets a big <laughs> ladle of self-esteem. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> does he listen to this it's show? All about no, he does not. I wouldn't mind if he did. I would say these things in front of him. He's. He's. I've never said one thing about him. He can take a lot of abuse, and right. that is essential if you're going to talk out of turn and not have any perception of when people are about to say things and stuff like that. You know, no yeah. no real, like, sort of social cues mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to have a thick skin. Uh, well, this guy who threw a brick at a cop. How about that? He threw a fucking... Can you believe that? They don't like that. They... they rightfully so. They take offense to things like that. And this... Yeah, this is not them being, you know... Extra. Sort, sort, that, sort they're of not being extra. That's not extra. Pers- that's not extra. About persnickety about the you know like we we, we expect a certain treatment. Uh, according to law enforcement sources, Edward Whisk, fifty one of Monitor Street in Greenpoint, was involved in an argument with a second individual and a Department of Environmental Protection inspector at a construction site. So an EPA, oh. uh, I guess no yeah. Department of Environmental Protection, whatever DEP. The DEP. Oh, the DEP, and and they were there was some sort of a dispute there at a construction site. So these are construction workers, I guess. Yeah. Either that, or they're just you know some guys who started arguing with the fucking. It could be that too. Hey, you leave them guys alone. You think that you think that was the accent? <laughs> I'm not so sure. Hold on a second. Yeah, you. I would say you're absolutely right, Edward Whisk. Uh, officers at 104th uh, Precinct responded to a 911 call about the dispute, and as the officers approached, authorities said Whisk allegedly hurled a brick, which subsequently struck one of the cops in the head. He threw a brick at this fucking guy's head? It's I funny mean, how they... could wind up in jail for 20 years on that. I, if they wanted to. Yes. He suffered a laceration. They would fuck you up if if, if you did that. I mean, uh, what do you do with the guy who throws a brick at a cop who's coming to settle a dispute? I mean, uh, he's got a buddy and everything. Hurled a brick, allegedly. Uh, I like the way they say it, though. I always like the extra wording. Yeah. Which subsequently struck one of the cops in the head. He just, he just beamed him. Right. I mean, this guy just fucking hauls off and threw a brick. It. He hurled a brick, which subsequently struck one of the cops in the head. Uh, that, there's no way that's an accident, right? I mean, how do you accidentally throw a brick at a guy's head? And why? I don't know. I just, don't know at just all. Just being mad. He's angry at, at, at authority. He's angry at the DEP. He's angry with the NYPD. Was he just a laborer on the on the crew? Well, that, see, that's that's unclear. Uh, he was uh, involved in an argument with a second individual, and, and it just says at, at a construction site. So it doesn't say they're workers. But they're at a construction site dealing with an inspector, and, and they're, he's in an argument with both of them. Oh. Maybe he was a bum that they wanted to get, they, that they were like, get the fuck out of here. Could be. Maybe, very likely that, actually. 
51 and he's throwing bricks, he's obviously not some, I don't think that's something it would, any responsibility would do. I mean, right. a construction worker is generally speaking, you know, pretty fucking level headed, I would say. These are guys, you know, like, look at Manhattan. Without them, no fucking buildings. Right. They built the buildings and they build the ladies' self esteem when they walk by with their that's juicy right. asses. Yeah. And, uh, and that's another thing. Learn to like it again, ladies. Because it's happening. Yeah. And nothing you can do about it because they're out there. It's not us. Yeah. Uh, so both combatants were taken into custody. Whisk was charged with assault, resisting arrest, obstruction of governmental administration, and a case against the unidentified individual was sealed. A DEP inspector was neither charged nor injured, and he was never heard from again. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Pat Dixon. Hey, you ever notice how this podcast, New York City Crime Report, never has any ads? You know why? Because I think it shits up a show. So if you want to make up for what the ads don't bring in, go to patreon.com and throw me $3 a month. Three. Three bucks. Five bucks even. A little bit, you know? But it really goes a long way. Go to patreon.com slash patdixonnyc. Patreon.com slash patdixonnyc. You get rewards. You get more content. You, you, you get different stuff, and it's a little something for you and a little something for me, and everybody's happy. Your contributions make this show go on ad-free, and I appreciate it. Thanks. Patreon.com slash PatDixonNYC. Right. Do you remember Bob Grant? No. Bob Grant used to do um, like politi- like a political-type show oh. in New York. He's dead now, but this was like 20, 25 years ago. He was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he would just say the most like vicious, like racist shit. Eventually, they uh, took him off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more hilarious than <laughs> an old racist. <laughs> I've always felt that way, but not everybody does. My wife is the most disrespectful human being on to, the face of the earth. To everyone or just to you? Just me. Everybody else, she's a fucking... That's the other thing. Well, deferential to everybody else. That's marriage. That's marriage. That's what the shit is all about. And that's why you need my book. Uh, she, uh, yeah, that's it, it's incredible. It's like you're the you're the one who does more for her. I do more for her than anybody does. I prop her up when she's sad. I fucking cheer her up when she's anxious. I fucking take her out of her head. I fuck mm. her. Well, you know, I mean, marriage is a Give and take, Pat. Well, that's words of wisdom, Lloyd. And there's a lot of um, compromise. There's a lot of give. And there's a lot of take. Well, what's my take here? I mean, I don't like, know. I, don't you get stuff out of it? Uh, yeah, no, I do. I do. I get stuff, of course. Uh, you know, but like... Uh, at, you know, Pat, at the point where it's all give and no take, that's the time to walk away. Really? I don't know. I mean, I... That's kind of why I'm here right now. <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, like, what the fuck? Why not just be nice? If she gets bored in a conversation, she starts trying to stir up shit. Right. It's a fucking pastime. That's what she does. That's fun for her. Yeah. doesn't matter what happens in the process. Women are just like natural disasters. They are all about creating disorder. And men... Come along with a fucking... Men are the sustainers. A, a broom, a fucking hammer yes, and nails. Yes. And we go, all right, let's clean this shit up, babe. Right. Over and over again. No, so, it's true. It's, 
very, very much. I true. don't know why we put up with it. Well, you know why? Because we're not gay. Yeah, that's the thing. It's all about. It's all about that. It's all about sex. Without the sex, they got nothing. They really do. They've got jack shit on being decent people. In Upper Manhattan, an alleged fair beater was most likely surprised when the cops busted him for the widely perceived as victimless crime. Recent messaging from authorities, as you know, regarding the still illegal practice of getting on the subway without paying, would indicate that the odds were in favor of 22-year-old East Harlem resident Salim Bradley getting away with it. The Manhattan DA's office announced in September that these thieves of transit services would be getting light treatment and that these charges would generally be dropped. Sure. If. That's fair. If. The violator managed to not get caught for six months. That's so nice. I mean, the least they can do. Or. So you get a free win, basically. Yeah. Or if the turnstile jumper wanted to uh, speed up the process, they have another option. They might complete some sort of program. Great. What kind of program? Well, I was wondering about that, too, and I looked into it. And because uh, what I was wondering what it might entail, you know, like if I got anti-turnstile jumping program. According to my research, turns out there's another choice once you get the program. Violators have the option of taking an online test, uh, which is pretty strict. You can only miss one question. If you want the charges dropped or the violator may report to a room at the courthouse uh, and they bring any valid government issued form of ID uh, where they meet with a paid volunteer from the city law department who is uh, required to explain that in New York payment is typically required for almost all forms of public transportation except Staten Island Ferry, of course. And uh, I bet you're you I bet you had assumed that it was kind of like they slapped together some kind of quick walkthrough thing. Right? Drop the charges, send them on their way. Right. It's actually a lot to it. It's pretty involved. It's not just some rubber stamp procedural thing because New York City. You have to take a test? I don't. That's weird. There's an online test or there's this, which is like where you have to actually show up. But what kind of test could it be? Like, do Um, you have to pay. (laughs) Well, you're fair. Yes or no? I I do have the answer to that, and it, it is pretty weird, but. Uh, you know, New York City's at the end of the day is a city with a conscience, you know, and with a strong uh, awareness of the responsibility of government. That's something that not every city has. Uh, and, and, and they know that government is, is supposed to provide more than just a system of laws backed by fair enforcement, supported right. by the courts, uh, particularly in a sanctuary city, which is open to the entire world. Yes, please come. Like we a slut. Need you. Wasted, passed out with her dress pulled up to her chin. Legs splayed open. Sanctuary city. A city that's not going to suddenly wake up and complain about a beer bottle being inserted into its vagina. Like tra-la-la. If if that's what you want. Put a can of beer in there. Yeah. New York City is DTF. Yeah. Let all the neighborhood 14-year-olds wait until everybody's had their turn, and then they'll pee on you. And they'll come in and urinate on you. That's fine. So long as they're from another country, and that's what they're there to do. I mean, all comers. and, and, And you know what? No one can ever say New York didn't want it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a lot of cities uh, will say that their policies don't allow discrimination based on like race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin. New York doesn't Means discriminate it. on the basis of anything. No. Education, job skills, criminal record. Yeah, if you're here... Your family. Your family, and you actually belong here more than everybody else. Yeah, you are the can, primo citizen. Can I just say something uh, that uh, de Blasio said recently that really... Um, Tickled me. Yeah. He said New York City was largely built. 
No, I'm sorry. Not New York City. America, America was largely built by people of color. Yeah. Now, this is a really interesting comment that he made. Um, hmm. America was definitely partially built by slaves. Slaves unquestionably contributed to the building of America. Hmm. In a few other cases, there were some people of color involved. Like There were know, Chinese building Chinese, the railroads. Coolies building the railroad. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, oh, well, there were some Native American iron workers who helped build the skyscrapers. Yes, true. They, they, they were there. They however, found their way into all walks of life eventually. However, the good ones. To say that America was largely built by people of color is like this tremendous revision of American history. It's just not true. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to be in the mayor's head. And you have to like go, how would he explain that? Well, in his mind, the parts that were worth a damn were created by people of color. And he doesn't believe that, but that's what he wants to project. I mean, New York City, largely like how was Chicago built by people of color? It just wasn't. Most of the people in America have been like English, German. Devil's advocate. Okay, so, uh, you know, one one of the biggest attractions of, of Chicago, the music. The blues, the Chicago blues scene, that became a big industry there, and that's a big part of what people associate with Chicago. Yeah, sometimes. but but that was like, but black people didn't really come to Chicago until like the twenties or whatever. Right, but they still built. You know, I mean, in the twenties, you were only like a hundred and forty years into the, you know, at least into the official United States part of the country, something like that. I something. I mean, hundred fifty, whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, of course, there was a lot of building prior to that uh, going on, I guess, particularly on the East Coast. But, like, what about, uh, you know, some uh, when you say largely, that's a pretty vague word. That can mean anything. Largely could mean, like, hey, up to 15% was built by by people of well, color. Well, to me, largely means, like, upwards of 60%. Right. See, that's where you would differ. Because largely, can it doesn't have a definition. In terms of a percentage. It could mean anything. It could mean anything. And how would you ever figure something like that out? Who hammered what nails in order to, like, get that percentage down to what it actually probably is? I mean, really, you know, I mean, like, everybody makes a contribution. That's what makes America great. You know, but it does rob uh, anybody uh, Caucasian of any sort of, like, pride in in having built a country. Right. And and really, you know, the the Caucasians uh, are sort of, like... Uh, where where all of Western culture was created by Caucasians, right? So that's just a fact. We created the Western world. Yeah, absolutely. I say we, but you know, they, whatever, me, we, them, people who probably look more similar to me than they do to uh, someone who's not me, and also black. Yeah, but like it's the, again, it's a fa- that is a fact. It is a fact. It is a fact. I mean, like look at everybody from Europe. That's like, uh, you know, and by the way, I freely admit to being not a homo sapien. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact, too. I will. I will say if you're from Africa, you are a homo sapien. Right. We're all like um, cave faggots. Cave faggots. <laughs> and you know how it is in the sanctuary city. Say a, say a, a wanted murderer came to New York City and we stuck. We and we start hassling him with a bunch of questions. Where does it end? Leave him alone. Where does it end? 
discrimination is discrimination. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, uh, you know, support services and counseling are provided then for those who find themselves in this situation where they've jumped the turnstile. They get support services and counseling. Uh, for those who find themselves effectively ensnared in the uh, criminal justice system, oh uh, now the city law caseworker assigned to them will then provide uh, practical advice and information to the alleged violator on how to negotiate the complex legal maze surrounding the process of getting on the train without making some dubious misstep, leaving them vulnerable to potentially being singled out and charged with the same crime again, oh. which basically amounts to double jeopardy. Well, yeah. Doesn't it get you charged with the same crime twice? Right. That's double jeopardy. That's unconstitutional. It is. And so... Uh, I mean, who hasn't... It's so complicated. Yeah. It's like one of these things like... You know, you For, commit a federal crime three times a day just by walking outside. Exactly. Getting on the subway, it's like so fucking convoluted. The moment... Who can do it without... I mean, I would say I get on the subway at least two-thirds of the time I do it without paying. And, and you just go, oh, oh how did I miss the fucking... I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Somehow you've slipped under the turnstile, I through the open emergency yeah, door. yeah. yeah. It just happens. Uh, it's you get caught up in a rush. It's just it, uh, people. It's so weird. Yeah, and there's so many things happening at once. But there's all these stairs, or you're going through. Backwards. You're coming down. This, usually, sometimes quite a lot of stairs. Uh, and uh, and then yeah, and you, then you see and this you look, turnstile, and there's like seven turnstiles. Yeah, seven, eight. So, I mean, there could be any number of them. Some right. of them only have two. And you're yeah. like, I don't know what the the other one had. What do I do? Where? I mean, who, the station is to? so totally different. Yeah. Do I get a ticket? Right, it, I didn't go to. I, I haven't been to this one before. I came through the other entrance. Where do I? Is and, there? Is that a train? And, and now this is us. We're you know, we are. Uh, I mean, because let's face it, these laws are targeted towards certain communities. Yeah, you know, in order to get them into the criminal justice system. And, right, it's uh, the subway to prison pipeline. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> it's exactly it. It's the turnstile to prison, and uh, they're accused of uh, re-violating. Uh, by so, virtue of any, it could be any in inadvertent noncompliance with one of the many obscure, seemingly arbitrary rules of the MTA. I mean, we live in a fucking police state, Pat. They can be. This can be overwhelming, though, to members of overlooked communities who haven't been afforded the privilege of the virtually ubiquitous access to mass transit. And they very likely live in neighborhoods where the nearest subway, it could be five, six blocks away. Right. It's not... It's not something they grew up with. It, exactly. It's not something that's just... It's not a privilege they've had. You know, and right. so this is a... It's not... And they need a, a little it's like if training. Went, it's like if they went to the Metropolitan Opera and they clapped before... They thought that when the overture was over, that was it. Yeah, exactly. And now they... They have egg on their face, kind of, you know, because yeah. they've clapped, they stood, they've they were obviously moved by the performance. <laughs> yeah, and they think it's over. It's like no, 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 no. Okay, so imagine how overwhelming this must be to to recent immigrants, recent migrants. Oh my God! Who come here? Say they come from I don't know, a shithole country, someplace, and they come here. And uh, by the way, have you ever noticed that Indian people, like who are from India, they don't know how revolving doors work. It's, I've noticed a lot of difficulty with that. Yeah. Have you? It's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I saw they just scratch their head sometimes, you know, and they watch. Um, but anyway, so what they have to do is they 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 show up in this room, they get this counseling, 
they sign their name to a paper, like a form, which states that they uh, came to the courthouse and would like the charges dropped. And uh, kind of a bonus. And uh, if you elect to go down and sign your name at the courthouse, you uh, they give you a $10 Metro card. Do they really? Yeah. They hand you a $10 That's Metro card. so cool. Because they know it's not especially convenient to come there. And that way they can figure, okay, you're not going to jump the next but, few but times. You know, you know that gives you an incentive to try. Is that true? No. <laughs> it's as true as everything else. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, I can tell you about the test now. Is the test is the the test? test, It's a multiple choice test. Is that a real thing? It's it's a multiple choice test. It's a very short one. There's only one question. Stealing is A, right. B, wrong. C, morally ambiguous. D, anybody around? (laughs) And they actually answer it with a question on D. Uh, and and you, like I said, you get the. There's no wrong answer. There's a well. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> and even if there was, there is a the one you get one question wrong on the test, and it's only one question. So you would think online tests would be the way to go. Yeah. Ten dollar metro card. Oh. And free counseling. It's you know you got to just which way do you want to go? Yeah, or you no, can I wait six that. months and the charges just you yeah. know on their own. Even That's if fair. You, all you got to do stay out of the subway for a little while. Now, twenty-two well. year old Celine Bradley of East Harlem now was arrested inside the Central Park North Two Three Station. The DA had, like I said, recently said it's going to stop prosecuting almost all the turnstile jumping cases. They this was. I, I, you know, right here, I'm reading it out of uh, yesterday's newspaper. Yeah, I saw it. February second. A free ride for fare beaters, the article's called. Manhattan subway turnstile jumpers can leap for joy with prosecutors and cops admitting, well, they're now going to look the other way. Uh, Manhattan DA's office announced in September, like I said, it would be going easy on most people, dismissing the charges. Now the DA's office, even a step further than that, has told the NYPD it will decline to prosecute almost every case. And transit cops are expected to not even bother stopping fare evaders. One source said. That's great. However, this happened the very day that story came out, and they did. Before the directive had really come out. You know, yeah. this guy sneaks through the exit door. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, what the fuck, you know? And they, they're patrolling in there. They give chase. He jumps onto a northbound track and runs southbound. There's a big difference there. Cops flagged him down to flag down an, an oncoming train. They stopped the train. They pursued him down the train tracks all the way to the next station from... Fucking 110th, all the way down to 96th. They chase him all the way through that fucking tunnel. Hop out and arrest him at 96th. Okay. Think they wanted to arrest that guy? Sounds like it. Not only are they not fucking passing up, uh, you know, arresting Fairby, they're chasing that guy. Good. All the way down through the fucking two, three, well, t- you know once what? he's in there, they got to flush him out. No, they should be punished. Those cops should be... Um, oh, of course. For harassment. For harassment, for... Uh, it's, it's dangerous. It's potentially it's, a hate crime. Well, yeah, and it they stinks. chased him onto the so, tracks. Suppose he had um, hit the third rail and died. He hurt himself too. He hurt his hand. I heard he scraped it. Or something. He scraped his hand. They took him to the hospital. While he was there, they kind of ran his information. Turns out he's wanted for attempted murder. In Virginia. In Virginia, that's right. Not here in Virginia. Yeah, but it was an attempted murder. Yeah. As as the victim of an attempted murder, let me tell you, you're happy when that person <laughs> is in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Very happy. Uh, it was also an attempted turnstile jumping. The guy is right. not really good at crime. I think he needs some legal counseling. Yeah, and it's, I, it's I, pretty outrageous that they're going to say... Um, so they're really not even going to stop people? This is a prime example of why they need to at least keep stopping and, and saying, hey, uh, we see you just committed a crime. Here's your choices. 
we're going to run your yeah. information or we'll take you to jail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They really want to take the teeth out of law enforcement because they're trying to create the situation where we have lawlessness and uh, and then they'll all retire and move out of the city. Right. Well, when there's lawlessness, there's no crime. There's no crime when there's no law. And, you know, when you turn your back on the cops, you better make friends with the criminals. I don't know who said that, but I think it's true. Oh, sounds right. They want a massive gulag. New York City is a weird place. They want 5% of the people paying all the taxes right and then they want everybody else on assistance right and they want to move all the homeless into fucking billionaires row yeah and they want to uh keep those hotels filled all over the city there's hundreds thousands many thousands of homeless people who are staying in a 222 dollar a night hotel i mean like goddamn what is it valentine's day every day for you fuckers (laughs) It's right. nuts, right? Is it your honeymoon? Yeah, I don't know. Is it your homeless honeymoon? How? What if it was your honeymoon and you're staying at some, you know, whatever, you, you, you know, you come to New York City to visit, you're staying at Hampton Inn or some shit. Right. And it's costing you 350 bucks. Whatever. And there's a fucking barefoot, stinking homeless person parading around, begging for change, perhaps. Maybe. Asking for things. Saying, like, what is this? It's a microwave. Oh. (laughs) You can't mix homeless people and regular people and expect them to pay the full rate next to some fucking crap of a human being. You know what I mean? Who's had no reason to live at this point except booze and and maybe an occasional soup. Sure. (laughs) It's not against the homeless. It's against the treatment of them. And the fact, let's just not... I, I, I really think that uh, de Blasio finds the most expensive way to deal with the problem and, uh, and That's does it. it. That's what he does. The and, most expensive and annoying way. And extremely expedient, though, to just go like, just put him in a hotel. hotel. Yeah, I don't know. Get him a hotel room. There's, <laughs> they don't need to be out on the street. It's 30 degrees. I don't know. Uh, uh, this is why a fair uh, evasion arrest matters. What uh, one MTA board member said. Uh, his name's Andrew Albert. He had a lot to say about this. He, he said sounds you, like a racist. He does. He said you potentially stop some very dangerous people. He's not only a racist. An Islamophobe. He's he's a white supremacist. Is what he is. A homophobe. He, he, he's an MTA. A transphobe. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of trans people jump in the. Tra- you know they again. You get swept up in that thing. It's basically designed to get who it gets. I mean, come on. He says you potentially stop some dangerous people from entering the subway. Who would that be? Trans people, right? Oh. Once the word gets out that nobody is going to be prosecuted, why would anyone pay their fare? He's also the district attorney insisted, the office, the district attorneys insisted that these type of arrests will still be made and that the incident showed that the system is working. How can you say that? It doesn't make any sense. It shows the system is working. This is the day the shit came out. Yeah. Uh, They hadn't heard, apparently. And so they arrested a guy. They did something they're kind of being directed not, not to, to do. do right. Because you're not going to prosecute if this guy is not a fucking... It's not like they're... Uh, I mean, they use their cop sense to some degree. Yeah. They kind of knew the guy, there might be an issue. But they didn't recognize him. They didn't know for sure. Sometimes, you know. So look, that's why. That's why. Small crimes, you catch the big crimes. Uh, I agree. 
Now the police can continue to make arrests, and we will continue to prosecute those deemed to fall within our clear guidelines relating to public safety exceptions. This is an example of this system and policy working seamlessly, if you say so. Beautiful. Uh, now, Albert argues that failing to prosecute fair beaters would lead to a costly cascade of bad news for law-abiding writers. He said, you'll have massive fare loss. Mm. That seems immutable. And I don't know about massive. Uh, I, I, I think most people are going to pay for their fucking subway. I, I would think so. But, I mean, on the other hand, if you didn't have to. I've almost done it. He also says, and this is a good point. I'm not sure ridership is down as much as the numbers say. I think the right, uh, I think the paying ridership is down. How that about could that? be. He says every day after school, students sneak in at 86 and Broadway. And the other day, he saw an elderly couple waiting for someone to come through. So stealing has no age. Hmm. Uh, he said fair beating is, is so widespread. He sees it every. I do see a lot of it. I yeah. do see it. He also said this. Uh, fair hikes going to come more frequently, I think, that, and you're going to have people in the system who shouldn't be there. It's people who, you know, like people get on, and and it, here's a, this is a very what an insult to millions of New Yorkers who are doing the right thing and paying their fare. He says, uh, a <laughs> it's a good thing these two brave transit cops ignored the announcement promising the free ride. Uh, people who pay two seventy five every trip deserve to take the train without having to sit next to a guy wanted for attempted murder. That well, seems sensible to me. I do. I think so, too. But at the same time, Pat, think about it this way. Like, under socialism, mm -hmm. like, things are going to be so great because people are not going to have to do work that they don't want to do. Right. Right? Like, look at it this way. Nobody wants to live in a house where the toilet is overflowing with shit. So Very few people. If you're living there, you're going to clean up your toilet. Similarly, nobody wants to live in a society... Where there's shit everywhere. So there will be people who will step up and clean up all the shit. The people who like the shit the least. Yeah. So you're saying all we have to do, if we want to do nothing in this society, is basically be such slobs that we force other people into the Felix role. It'll just naturally sort itself out. So say the people who want to just sort of sit around and like get high and watch TV, well, they can pursue that. The people who want to... You know, go and pick up garbage. They can do that. Oh, the, I the see. The people who want to, um, you know, build a hospital and be doctors and work there and help other people, they can do that. Right. It'll all yeah, work the people, out. The people who want to mop up puke at an elementary school. They can do that. Yeah. It'll be free. But similarly. Probably just to meet the kids. Similarly, if, say, under socialism, when we just take down the all the barriers, including the subway turnstiles, and we'll just have a bucket. And it's like the fare is two seventy five. Please put the money in the bucket. Honor bucket. Most people will do that. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Right. Some people won't do it, but whatever. It'll yeah. all work out. You know, jumping the turnstile and using that, you know, able bodied privilege to do that is, yeah. is sort of discriminatory against your wheelchair bound right, people. Right, because like how do wheelchair, wheelchair people get they, they get, can't they can't they can't get in for they free. cannot be at the fair. You know, they don't take up a seat. That's true. They already have their chair. That's true. So all that aside, I agree with everything you just said. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. You're hey, welcome. Can You're I, very welcome. Can I do a story here? It's a good one. Oh yeah. So I noticed on Twitter all these people were saying, Oh my god. Give it to me. It's really shocking. Oh, you got this from Twitter? Yeah. 
but it's in the New York Times. The Listen to this. failing New York Times. This is a very sad story, and it's going to shock a lot of our listeners. Okay, I want you to call the kids into the room. Yeah, everybody. Call them, gather around the magic box. Here's how the story starts. As Black Lives Matter was growing into a social movement, the killing of Eric Garner by the police on Staten Island and the harsh treatment of teenage inmates at the Rikers Island jail complex pushed New York activists into a national spotlight. And that's true. Some of them are, like some of our local activists, like we've all known about them for years and we've cheered them on and applauded their careers. Big and, part of our daily life. Oh, but, man. But and now, what about national recognition? Yeah. Okay, one of them was Glenn E. Martin. Right. An ex... Heard of this guy? Yo, Glenn! <laughs> an ex-convict who was, who was sought out for his first-hand knowledge of the dangers and hope found behind bars. Singled out for his, his first-hand knowledge of the hope behind bars. In interviews and in speeches, he recounted being stabbed by fellow inmates as a teenager at Rikers. <sighs> hope and earning a college degree as an adult in an upstate prison. In 2014, Mr. Martin had started a nonprofit advocacy group, Just Leadership USA. And over the next few years, he became a vocal proponent of closing Rikers. Well, I tell you something. This guy right here is a class act, and I think we can count on... Dig Many this. years of service. Dig this. Yeah. In 2016, Mr. Martin received standing ovations... As he accepted the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award in yeah, Washington. I remember that. And now here's the shocking thing. Um, as yeah. his reputation as a fundraiser and advocate grew, so too did talk that he was using his professional prominence to pursue sexual relationships with women. Why? why, why dude, come <laughs> who on. Were drawn Quit joking to, around. Come on. Sexual relations, I like this. Sexual relationships with women who were drawn to the criminal justice reform movement. And in some instances, engaging in sexual misconduct. Here's how that. Here's how that should read. Uh, you know, he, he was he was taking advantage of women due to his position. Women who were the stupidest bitches alive. <laughs> right. Criminal justice reform whores. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my God. They're anyway. So now it turns. They are hot. So now it turns out that this group that he founded, criminal dick. an employee of the organization, was paid twenty five thousand dollars in two thousand fifteen as part of an agreement that concealed her allegations that Mr. Martin had groped and propositioned her in his apartment during what was supposed to be a work meeting. My goodness, the activist uh, occupation, a career, has come so far. I mean, they are up there now with hush money. Yeah. 20 grand. So, 25 grand. In 1990, now I'm reading from uh, his Wikipedia page. Uh, in 1995, Martin was convicted for an armed robbery of a New York City jewelry store and was sentenced to six years in prison. 1985. 95. 95. Um, so, well, the, here's the thing about this case. Um, one, I just think it was really funny. The way I found out about it was like looking at Twitter, and all these people are like, wow. Oh, my God. This is like crazy. That Glenn Martin had like, ex-con groped a woman groped a woman yeah now it's so funny because okay it doesn't actually and if you read what it is he did like some woman came to his apartment okay and one, of the, one of these criminal justice reform uh, ju uh groupies groupies yeah, yeah. good just and you know how they are and um it kind of sounds like what did he do he um is this another grace and a seize type situation uh, it is a little bit. Okay, here, here's the story. The woman detailed her account of the night's events in an email. Oh, Mr. Boy. Martin, quote, comes toward me and kisses me. 
He touches my face, shoulder, waist, breasts. I shake my head. Unforgivable. I say no and look down at the ground for a while, and his hands are all over for me. He tells me he fantasizes about me all the time. Wow, that's a compliment. He says I need to let him get this out of the system. The phrase is said at least three times until I leave. <laughs> he repeatedly said he's not going to sleep with me, but that I should come into the bedroom with him. Um, the woman finally left, receiving a text from him at 10.48 p.m. Let me know when you're safe. Um, so that was My it. My goodness, I tell you, her racism <laughs> is showing. Well, I mean, I just kind of like, I mean, okay. I could, assume he's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of couldn't happen to a to a nicer person, Glenn Martin. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But here's, I mean, I kind of, I'm just sort of. And he paid her twenty five grand for that. Well, the group did. Yeah. Um, they've got his back. What did he? Why don't you? Well, here's what I. Why think don't you? Sir? <laughs> I mean, here's here's what I don't get. One, why is everybody so surprised that this guy who's like an ex convict, like, spent all this time in prison? And who only got famous because of Eric Garner. Like, why did they promote him to be, like, some kind of human rights? Yeah, he was just, like, an armed robber, you know? He wasn't, like, uh, strangled to death or, you know, put in one of those terrible chokeholds or or shot for no reason whatsoever uh, while he was an armed... Hey, you know, that's a good question. And and, uh, why is everybody surprised? I do know that. You know why race is surprised? That's the only polite reaction. It's the only polite reaction that you can have, <laughs> and everybody's so polite. Those people who, those people who sort of subscribe to that whole thing, which you and I don't. Polite society says, "Oh my, I got this." Oh. It was just, I'm stunned. Wow, he seemed uh, he was so. But here's the other thing: I'm what stunned. exactly did he do that was uh, okay? Yes, he came on to this woman. He felt her up. He felt her up. He, he said he wanted to get it out of his system. He wanted he he basically wanted to have sex with her, but. Yes, and he he touched her and he kissed her and stuff. But here's the thing: they keep saying this is sexual misconduct. Now, that phrase is very odd because there is such a thing as sexual assault, right? Like rape. Yeah, sure. There's That's rape and sexual term. assault, two different things. There's yes, but then there's sexual harassment, which is also a legal term. Like you know, if you're harassing an employee, right? But sexual misconduct that sounds like something from like a church camp. Like, or like something that would get you expelled from Brigham well, Young University. It, what is sexual misconduct? Something an administrator might do, or like a you know, like a politician. You would you would sort of like put it in this vague category of sexual misconduct, just so you could say like, oh, yeah, he fucked the babysitter, or you know what I mean? It's yes, like, yes, it's a okay. way of just kind of saying something. But this without guy saying anything, it's a broad thing. Has some other social justice worker come to his house? Maybe it's a on work the pretense of a meeting of a meeting, and then he's like making a pass at her. Aren't those things? You know, there's usually a wink involved with something like that. You know, like if you've never had sex with somebody, it's very difficult to just go, "Hey, well, you want to go fuck?" It's just not done. Right, right. Every once in a while, maybe you can pull some shit like that. You may, maybe you have some stories about that out there. If you do, send them to patdixonnyc at gmail.com. Patdixonnyc at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your stories about times that you have directly propositioned someone of the opposite sex uh, with, and, and managed to make it work. I, I, I've seldom seen, I've had conversations with women to bring them back to my apartment where I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just like, 
I don't want to be at a restaurant, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And we don't want to be at a coffee shop or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, just gotta hang out at my place, you know? Right. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything's going to happen. Shit sure, like that. Sure, we, like, sure. actually went through this whole charade just fucking knowing that we're going to go, you know. Yeah. That's the thing we're doing. <laughs> right. So, like, um, it's it's hard to believe that she'd be fooled. But just because it's expected, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't go and not do it. Maybe right. you get there, you change the mind. Maybe you get there, and his apartment smells like cabbage. He's got his socks on the radiator or whatever. Right, you know, right, and he's right. kind of like, ooh, this place is kind of a dump. I don't yeah, think I want to yeah, fuck yeah. here. Oh, you don't have sheets. Oh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Who's that in the corner? Is he breathing? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, in a weird way, like, sure. I mean, it's not like, oh, well, she went to his house. She had to have sex with him. No, no, no one's saying that. No. But if she went to his house and he made a pass at her, Okay, well, you know, and she didn't want to. Fine, she left. It doesn't sound like he did it. I mean, he didn't like. How long ago was this? This is some Me Too shit. This is January. This was in 2015. Okay, so it's not it's pre Me Too, but it's like it, during all this uh, pussy hat business. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not quite that. But this shit's been building up for a while. Oh yeah, the Hold sexual on. thing, the Hold the on. rape, the fucking. It, you know who started rape culture? Do you know who? There is a person who started rape culture. Started, what do you mean? Like? In the United States who made their kind of appear to be a rape culture and sort of like started the ball rolling on all the talk about rape okay, culture. Who? President Barack Obama. With his dear colleague letter to the universities telling them that if they did not put more guys out of school, expel them, or convict them otherwise of, of right. rape then they would lose federal funding. You you have to convict more men of rape. You have to. If you don't, we're and gonna, and the way we'll they had accomplished it, we'll we yeah, we were going to take your federal funding. You will not get federal funding. That's interesting. Yeah, that, well, that was I mean, the beginning. I, would say I could see that he started the, in 2012 the, the, or 11. the recent iteration of it. I think it's been around for quite a bit longer. The term that. rape culture? Well, maybe not the term rape culture. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because there is no rape culture here. Right. This is the the least rapey culture that there is. I mean, you uh, know, there there are rape cultures like uh, I don't know. For instance, in Saudi like, Arabia, in Stockholm, maybe, right or, now they they've kind of got a rape culture. Stockholm. Parts of Germany have a bit of a rape culture going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, part, uh, sure. You know where uh, like Rotter, Cong- uh, Rotterdam, or yeah. Rother, whatever that's called, Rother Rotherham, Rotherham, England. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have a serious rape culture. Congo during their Civil War, they had a big rape culture. And that's interspecies, too. I mean, nobody's safe. <laughs> yeah. No, I... I'm you might be human. You might be a bore. So I kind of feel sorry for Glenn Martin for getting, yeah. like... Well, I don't really feel sorry for him, but it's just an interesting case. Like, they're really... I feel, I f- I feel an empathy for anybody who is... Uh, who who kind of gets... Look, I mean, there is a certain kind of effect, long-term effect of serving prison time. Yeah. That's why... Uh, you know, generally speaking, you uh, you're careful about you know uh, who you become intimate with, right. and and who you might be, because uh, you know, hey, uh, sometimes a lot of shit happens in prison that does it doesn't happen in the regular world. Right. Assimilating can be weird. I mean, this is he'd been out for a good long time then, yeah. but but you know, whatever. And I'm sure that he'd earned trust and all that stuff, and he's a fine guy. But like, uh, he's also old. Yeah, probably much older than her. I don't know how old she is. He's like 47. He was 45. 45. Okay. But, I mean, uh, even at 45, things are way different. I can attest. 
now. Hey, he's our, he's our exact age. He is. Uh, today is mine and Seth's birthday. By the way, we share the same birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Pat. Happy birthday. And it's also Glenn Martin's birthday too. It's it's and Glenn Martin's here, guys. <laughs> and when none of us are wearing pants, it's weird. <laughs> it and is it, kind of weird, but it's sort of fun too. <laughs> you want to say a few words, Glenn? You see, the thing is, it's great about us guys here being here with all our schlongs hanging out and everything. Yeah. Is that we are not going to meet to this shit. No way. This is our secret. This is just guys being guys. Hey, now, uh, now twice or thrice uh, featured on New York City Crime Report in the past few months. Once for stopping uh, the subway by climbing down onto the tracks, shouting about social justice. Uh, you recall he also licked his finger, threatened to touch the third rail. This was very recently. He first made news last August for his attack on pigeons in Bryant Park. Uh, yeah, in which Dan- he be- Daniel Venter. He bent he bit pigeons, yes. After ripping their heads off he with his teeth, drank their pigeon blood and told onlookers in the park that he was a vampire. That's it. Daniel Venter. His court appearance uh in the pigeon incident is coming up February thirteenth, likely to be uneventful as he has made the unfortunate and ill advised decision not to represent his own crazy ass in court. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I I was hoping that but his attorney, Caitlin Hall, is seeking a treatment based plea deal. Uh now Seth Barron you texted me last week, asked yeah. me if I had looked at Venter's Facebook page. Yes, and you asked me um, if it was good. <laughs> and I, and I, I said, what the fuck would I say? <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. And point taken. Uh, <laughs> you're like, no, it's a real snore. Don't bother. It has generally not been my practice to look up the social media accounts of the personalities we discuss here on the show. And a, and a notable exception, uh, Joe Zito. We became friends when I saw that interview out. Joe Zito, by the way, will be on Crime Report February 19th. Uh, to commemorate the seventh anniversary of still being alive and not killed by Maxime Gellman, the man he tackled on the train for stabbing him in the face. He was the fifth victim that day. Many more. He stabbed many people, but he killed four uh, like this. Ran over one with a car. The guy is a menace. Uh, 28-hour killing spree. Joe saved lives. Thank God for Joe. Without Joe, there's no show. Joe Lazito, inspiration for New York City crime. Oh, really? That's right. He was the first crime we covered on the show. Was, cool. uh, was, uh, I didn't know that. Was uh, the Maxim Gelman and uh, and Joe Zito. So also appearing on the 19th, Mike Brown, uh, an unarmed black comedian who brings the joy of laughter with him wherever he goes. Great. No sudden moves. Uh, long story short, Pigeon Blood drinking Daniel Venter's Facebook page had some interesting posts, which may add a dimension to the public understanding of people. It was wild, right? Who bite pigeons, yes. Uh, quite wild. Quite wild, and I want to, and I'm going to go into it, and I'm not going to do it out of some sort of like uh, voyeuristic sort of like. Kick. No, it's, no, it's no, in no, the no. interest of fulfilling our ongoing mission to explore not only the crimes and the criminals, but also the various connections which can be made between the incidents to related situations or unrelated situations. Well, places, history, you know how we do. Looking at not only the moments immediately before and after the crime, and sometimes the years, decades, you know, centuries led up to this. Yeah. I mean, everything led up to this moment. Uh, for some reason, after all of human history culminated in Bryant Park with him drinking pigeon blood, right? And all the conditions had to be there for that to happen and for that to come into fruition. Our involuntary uh, mental associations are also a fading ripple, and they roll outward from the ever widening point of impact of the events we discuss. And that ripple is graceful, delicate, unstoppable, and it travels through us. And these microphones inside let, the smallest room in New York City. Let there be words. 
into a recorder the air. before becoming one of the many, many trillions. <laughs> Is that some sort of a crack? Ripple on still water. Before becoming one of the many, many trillions of scraps of information out there. There is no posted and stored on the worldwide center of information to be discovered and confirmed, still smoothly flowing outward out by you, where it gently breaks against the weeds on the shore at your feet. Possibly a ripple like this inspires you. It could. It could inspire you to possibly take a very definite action. You know who I'm talking to. Are you the one? Now this is uh, that was crazy. What are, you, who are you, Charles Manson? <laughs> no, man. No. What the fuck? Uh, what are you, man of constant sorrow, <laughs> Jerry Garcia? <laughs> I, I, I wish you'd sing with that uh, that hillbilly accent when you do those. Do a spiritual, you know. <laughs> you oh. did it one time when we were doing one show. I don't remember what it was. If it was Trump or Crime Report. Yeah. It was Trump. God, that was fucking funny. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, when I did the um. Oh, when we were talking. Were you there when they crucified our Lord? Were you there when they crucified our Lord? And now the Facebook uh, post of Daniel Venter. I'm a 34 year old writer slash artist originally from Connecticut, a really small town called Ansonia. Yeah, he's from Ansonia. You know where that is. Yeah, it's kind of like what they call the valley. Now, January 12, 2018. Uh, here's his post. Don't you laugh when the hearse goes by because you might be the next to die. They'll wrap you up in a clean white sheet, put you down about six feet deep. They'll put you in a wooden box and cover you with earth and rocks. This seems to be lyrics. Uh, it's not so bad for the first few weeks until your coffin begins to leak. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. Yes, this one. And the worms play pinochle on your snout. That's what he said. This is, uh, yeah. And then he said, so. Uh, he seems to have a preoccupation with decay. Decay? Death. Blood. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he, he, he absolutely does. And, and he has, he has some other preoccupations as well. He says, uh, January 9th, 1044 AM. I almost feel like whatever it was that I conjured the day I sacrificed those birds in the park <laughs> is collecting for the notoriety I oh. wish for so badly. So so he's building yeah, up yeah, some bad yeah. karma. Sounds like he thinks he said like, well, like good, it like good karma. Well, I don't know. He said like it took away my father as payment. His oh, father shit. apparently has been taken away. Uh oh. I feel so fucking horrible right now. I want to die myself. Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. I remember tremble. when I was like Five years old, me and my dad were watching Saturday morning cartoons and the Pee Wee Herman show started. My dad snickered and said, that guy's a faggot. And I totally worship Pee Wee Herman. So when I asked him what a faggot was, he stated plainly it was a small bundle of sticks used to start a fire. Uh-huh. Charming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another from January 9th, 2018 this year. He says, with music like this, I know my dad isn't going. It reminds me he's just walking through a parallel universe where he didn't happen to die. Uh, who knows what that trip might entail, but I wish him the best wherever his soul is gone. I think this guy That's is a actually, very bad advertisement for the legalization of marijuana. Mm. <laughs> I'm not so sure if marijuana is to blame here. I think it's vodka, as yeah, we see in the I, next... I know he does, but I think he also talks about smoking a lot of pot. Yeah, I mean... Uh, he might not be a good advertisement for the legalization of of, of alcohol. alcohol yeah. Right. I mean, maybe he. Uh, 
maybe he should be uh maybe he should be uh sober i think that might be part of the problem you know his age is also an issue he's uh what 34 yeah you know 34 if you're still drinking a lot you might as well be 22 you know what I mean? You haven't really. Oh right. Many years have gone by without a lot of progress in yes. your brain, and 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 in fact, some diminished uh, ability. Right, so, right. So yesterday, I drank a fifth of vodka, and I got in a fight and body slammed this dude at the bus station, <laughs> and the cops brought me to the drunk tank at Bellevue Hospital, and they tied me down and restrained me after I started biting off the rubber stoppers off of blood tubes uh, and drinking huh. random people's blood samples. Yeah. He's he's that's shocking. He knows that's shocking. And we'll get attention, and that's what that's about. I don't think he wants to drink blood. I think he's not afraid of drinking blood. I think he just is not afraid of it. Yeah. For some reason, he he has an irrational lack of fear of drinking somebody's blood. Right. Thankfully, nobody had anything I could catch, he says. <laughs> okay. They're at Bellevue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't count on it, buddy. But They know. finally discharged me after I sobered up uh, at about 1 in the morning. But I think somebody is But I, He says, but I think something is wrong with me. Uh me core body temperature is off. I guess it was my. I didn't. I'm not trying to read all his mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was, it would be indecipherable. I can't stop shivering. It's Sunday, and I can't buy liquor until twelve. I wish I had some vodka. Man, that is a. T- that's on his Facebook. Yeah, I <laughs> know. <a> dear diary. <laughs> no, I know. That's why <laughs> I told like, you to go read it. Hey, world. <laughs> <laughs> this is I what's up I with had. me. <laughs> This is his social media. <laughs> like all the other Facebook posts are like, like, uh, yeah, like blueberry muffin time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! How, why is it Charlie always wants to take a walk right after I bring him in from a walk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some shit. And this guy, yeah, is this like, guy like, has pictures of himself with oh, wait, like, his at, own blood all over his face like, and I, I, shit. I got a friend request here. Let me see. <laughs> Who is this guy? Daniel Venter. Oh, let's see what he's up. See what he's all about. So he says, uh, okay, January 6th. Well, it's 2.43 a.m. I'm off to go rub spittle on the rim of all the Sprite cans at all the local delis I come oh, in contact with. fuck. This guy's so fucking crazy. Because it's how I feel about Sprite drinkers, you know? Uh-huh. Now, that's pretty fucking funny. Not a that he's doing bit. that, no. but just that he's... I guess it's racist, I guess, now that I think about it. Why? Because black people like Sprite. I mean, I think of that black people like like grape soda and orange soda. No, black people be drinking Sprite! You think black that's people what... definitely be drinking Sprite, definitely. White people? Black, black people. people. Oh, black really? people. Black people be drinking Sprite like this. White people drink Sprite like this. Oh, it's a bit. It's, it's Remember that old bit? About it. Look, here's an example. One time, there was I know this girl. We'll say her name was Felicia. She was working in a movie theater, and she gave uh, a black woman who ordered a uh, strawberry, you know, some kind of bullshit frozen drink that they had. And she took a sip of it, and she goes, mm, "No, I'm not feeling this. Give me a Sprite." That was the go-to. Now, I'm not. That's anecdotal, but I'm applying that to black people. In general. Okay. It is true. Have you never noticed that? Is that just me? What, that black people like Sprite? Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Should I put it on a... I should do a Twitter poll. You've never heard that or you've never noticed? I I had not. Now, I know they do, like you said, they like grape soda. That's a a common trope. Yeah. 
uh, orange to a lesser extent. I mean, they they like all kinds of kind of fruity things, fruity, sweet, crap, <sighs> shit, food. I mean, we're just talking about food, um, and, and and like white people enjoy things like you know turtle soup and fucking uh, quail under glass, beef Wellington. Well, these okay. type things, club sandwiches, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Steak Diane, steak tartare. Steak Diane. Now, uh, and Italians, they, they eat the shit out of some spaghetti. Yeah. Right? Mexicans, all about the beans. Yeah. And Mexicans really, you know, whatever it is they're eating, they want it hot and they want a couple of them. David Chappelle had a funny joke where he's like, now I don't hate Mexicans for eating beans. It's funny. <laughs> okay. I guess that gives me license to say. Black people enjoy a lot of sauce with their food. Yeah. As a, as, as a server, I noticed that. A lot of extra sauce. And at the restaurant I worked at, they would say they wanted it to the side. To the side. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. An interesting choice of words. They want it to the yeah, side. Yeah, okay. I was just saying, it's on, interesting on how side. different people use prepositions. You're right. To the side, yeah. The uh, side. When you hear it repeatedly, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's always about sauce. Huh. They like sauce. You know who else likes sauce? Ryan Katsu Rivera. Oh. He uh, he likes to do voices and he likes sauce. So okay, so that that's how he feels. I'm not so sure. Maybe he just hates sprite drinkers in general. I'm I'm, I'm not big on like a, a white sprite drinker. He also says this. I think this is one of his best posts. Okay, Daniel Venter. This will be heavily edited, by the way, because of oh what we've been blah, saying. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta control that shit, right? Who me? me. Is that what no, I'm here me. for? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, no. I gotta pull no. the reins up. Nah, because I know what comes out. I know the shit that comes out. So the moment, this is, okay, Daniel Venter, January 6th, 2.41 a.m. Wow, this is just this is just minutes before he goes to rub the spittle. Yeah. <laughs> this is two minutes before his spittle sprite tweet. He says, the moment I accept my environment, it becomes my cage. Yeah. Time to get outside. Yeah, time to go get outside, go to the bodega, <laughs> start spitting on soda cans. Uh, the best, though. Just the best. This guy's great. We'll we'll keep you posted on Daniel Venter. I'm sure he'll be doing some I other may go to shit. his court appearance. Hey, I mean, that's a great idea. Guess what? Guess, guess who's going to court fucking Tuesday, the 6th of February? Uh, Me. For what? Jury duty. No shit. Lucky you. And it's not even like usually go and they do a selection thing. This is like they gave me a ballot. Are you? Is this a grand jury? I don't think so. They didn't say. It didn't say grand jury. I don't think. Maybe what do you it mean is. They give you a ballot. They sent me a ballot. They sent you like a notice to appear. They sent me a notice to appear, and there's a little tear off. It's it's strange, right? If can I show it to you? Yeah. And have you? Give me a determination on it. I don't yeah. have it on me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just show. But I'm, I'm, I don't know what the fuck. You, I've had jury duty before. It's been shit. I can't believe ten years have gone by. I was supposed to have ten years off from it. You know, I never thought I'd come. That it would ten years. They don't usually give you ten years off, Pat. Well, no, they just they, a few years. They, ten years was what I was. You know told. what? I don't even care if I get a jury duty thing. I don't even say, oh, I just did it. I love jury duty. I have been on two juries, and I loved each time. It is so much fun. Stimulating, huh? It's interesting. I mean, look, here's my thing about jury duty. 
How often in life does anybody ask your opinion about something consequential? Very rarely. And if you're interested in crime and society and all that kind of shit, the way I assume you are. I bet you I can get out of it just by virtue of doing this show. But why would you want to get out of it? It's fun. Because it's the right thing to do. If they want to dismiss me, they should know the facts no, about me. No, that's true. And also, like, okay, you've been the victim of a violent crime. So and I a, support Donald J. Trump. That's going to be enough to just get me the fuck off of almost any jury, not probably. Not necessarily. I don't know. The last jury I was on, it was a federal drug case. And it was amazing. Yeah? It was really How many days did you have to sit and listen? Seven. Jesus, you had seven days of court and then and then deliberations after that? Deliberations took about 45 minutes. You're shitting me. No. So and, it was pretty well my documented fellow, case. My fellow jurors. Not guilty. Um, no guilty. <laughs> my fellow jurors nominated me to be the foreman. I can see why. It was so much fun. Probably every, your association with this show. Everybody else on the jury was like a black woman. Oh, Maybe well, then, then, I, then I don't see why. A couple white women. Don't see why at all. It doesn't make and any sense, necessarily. It was just really interesting. Were you wearing, a, like, a shirt that said, uh, make seven up yours? <laughs> no. I think they, none of them wanted to be the one. I think they thought that the foreman would have to say, guilty. Oh. And they were all scared. They to didn't want to take the lead on that. But it was funny, because as foreman, like, I, 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 like, ran the thing. I was like, okay, let's go around the room. And they were all like, guilty, guilty. And I said, like, after te- I said, well, we can't go out there after 15 minutes and send this guy to prison forever. So why don't we just talk about it a little bit? Next thing you know, you got a hung jury. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> no, no, no. They all were just like. Was, was there, were there any other men on it at all? There was one guy, yeah. Who was he? Like this kind of gay black guy. And that's it. And, and they fucking all wanted you to be the, the white man run be the jury for. That is so odd, but not. But it is. Well, you know, the whole time they figured like they probably figured like, look, he's going to end up being the foreman anyway. <laughs> Eventually, he's going to be the foreman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just cut to the chase and make him the foreman. It's just well, you know what? The whole time that we, you know, during the week when we would eat lunch and everything, I was just always very kind of like deferential and polite to everybody. Of course. So, As you always are. Yeah, so they were just like, did you get we laid? want Seth to be the foreman. No, I did not. Um, were you, trying, you weren't trying to get I laid? I wasn't trying to get laid. You want to bang every woman on that jury? No, they were... <laughs> Make that last day of deliberations mostly, a really weird thing. They they weren't like... Um, they weren't. It wasn't like all hotties, let's put it that oh, way. Okay, yeah, okay, it, was yeah. like mo- most, it was like about half middle-aged black women, a mm. couple Latinos, maybe one Chinese woman, mm, maybe one or two Latinos. white women. Mm, yeah, there was nothing... Yeah. Hot Asians. It wasn't. It wasn't a very sexy scene. BBWs. But it was a federal, a federal racketeering trial, and they had like murderers and all kinds of wit- crazy witnesses. Yeah, sounds like a real. Uh... The interesting thing was, do you mind if I'm going into this? A no, bit? no. Well, because a lot of it just took... don't make a federal case out of it. <laughs> a lot of it took place uptown where I used to live. And a lot of, like, the testimony was about places where I used to go to buy drugs. <laughs> and and I, you're the foreman. Well, I, and I, I kept kind of getting worried. Oh, shit, suppose they bring in one of my old dealers as a witness. I would have to then say, oh, because at no point did they say, like, okay, do you, they were never, like, 
this takes place in Upper Manhattan. Who's lived in Upper Manhattan? There was there was no reason for me to say, oh, I, I should recuse myself. Has anybody bought a large amount of narcotics in in the Upper Manhattan? Okay. But there was this like one of the built like this one building where I used to go to to buy drugs was a um, one of the buildings where the guy had been arrested by selling drugs. Wow, and there were two drug dealers living there. Well, he would just uh, whatever. I get. I mean, they're up there. I mean, there's basically like in every building. building is like. I think he was just stay. He would just stand in the lobby and sell drugs or whatever. Oh, okay. Or he was arrested. I don't remember exactly, but but it wasn't your guy. It wasn't my guy. None of my dealers were involved. Um, Thank God. But uh, that you got to have that experience, and it was not you know encroached upon by your past. It was interesting, and he had like maybe his sister or something was in the courtroom every day, and I would always like lock eyes with her. And then when we found him guilty, <laughs> fucking creep. She was just looking at me like. You, you betrayed me. You betrayed. I thought we had something I special. You, I thought you loved me, <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> yeah, and that Bobby. guy got—he got like twenty to life, I think. Wow. Do you remember his name? I don't. I could look it up. How but long you know, ago was this? Two years, three really? years ago. Oh, we, we, three or four years ago. We almost certainly covered that. What's interesting? No, probably not. It wasn't that big a case. What's funny Federal is... Ca- what the fuck are you talking about? It was huge. Well, what's funny is like, okay, so the whole time we're wa- we're listening to this case, huh. and in the jury room, we're like, what the hell is this case? Like, this guy, yeah, he sold some drugs, he did this and that. And then, how is this a federal case? What the fuck? This is ridiculous. And then, the judge gives us the instructions, and we're all like, oh, yeah, okay, so that's how RICO works. You are involved... Yeah, he was involved in like this criminal conspiracy where that people were bringing drugs in and out of the country. There was uh-huh. violent crime committed. He didn't necessarily do all of it, but he was involved. And that's, he was selling the thing that needed the person killed or whatever. That it all yeah, depends yeah. on each other. Yeah, and he had, you know, it sounded like he had gone along on some murder or something. Who knows? You're all involved with Costa Nostra at this point. Basically, it's like it. It, it was. Very clear that uh, Rico. The way Rico works is, if the federal government wants to get you, they're going to get you. Absolutely. If you have a secretary who works for you and you're involved in organized crime, and she trots down to deliver a letter for you or, or drop it in the mail, she does anything for you like that. Yeah. She's guilty. Yes. And then they then now they get her, and they'll get all the information in the world. That's it, how they flip people. Right. It wasn't clear why this guy was going to trial. It seemed like. If he'd been smart, he would have pled out of this because he wasn't by no means the top guy. Yeah. It was interesting. Anyway, Pat. But he ain't no rat. I guess not. I would definitely encourage you to try to get on trial because it's really interesting. Well, I might not have a choice, you know. I mean, I've been on a trial before. Okay. I was on a murder trial. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, back in 1988. What? You were yeah. on a trial in, in when you were 18 years old? Yeah, I was 18 years old. <laughs> and they put you on a murder jury? They sure did. That's fucked up. Yeah, I thought so. I, at the time, I thought it seemed perffectly natural. I was wearing a lot of grease on my hair, too. <laughs> okay. I slicked back, and I came in with a jacket and tie, you know, to take notes. But I, I listened to the whole case. It, it, was, it was two guys who, uh, oh, I think I might have explained this to you before. I think I did. Uh, you'll recognize it when I say it, because it was a guy who uh, was dating a woman with an ex-husband, father of the kid, and the father of the kid was always trying to turn the kid against, you know, new yeah. dad. Right. Yeah. And so tensions escalated. Uh, the kid was like 12 or something like that, you know. 
And uh, this guy was serious with the woman and everything. That's This is his woman now. He's participating with the kid. Uh, ex-husband's in the picture still, father of the kid, always stirring up trouble, enmity there, whatever, problems. And then one night uh, he goes, I'll tell you what, we're going to get this settled. Meet me at the uh, in the parking lot of the grocery store. And they meet in the grocery store parking lot. Very few words are exchanged. Uh, this guy uh, takes a knife, stabs the dad. The old dad. The old dad. Kills, kills the old dad. Oh, fuck. Uh, with a knife. Now, he was, depending on how you, you know, who you believe, but he was possibly not the one who, he didn't just stick him. You know, it was a fight. And the guy was, you know, I think the guy, the old dad might have kind of been the aggressor. Mm-hmm. Of course, once you see the guy, I mean, you're not hearing that end of it. He might have been the nicest guy ever. But, you know, we're given to understand what a fucking creep this is. And they exaggerate his actions. I don't know. But he had a knife that, that uh, they argued was part of his work. He didn't bring it there specifically to stab the guy. Okay. He just always had it on his belt. So those are the facts. We go and deliberate. And uh, the there's we vote. It's like nine to three. We talk a lot more. By the end of the day, 11 to 1, we know who it is at this point, you know, because of what we're all talking about. It's this old dude, kind of a fucking bald fucking dude. You know, you know how you said, has anybody ever asked you what you think about anything of any consequence? <laughs> right. Nobody's ever asked him. He is fucking stoked that he is to be, you know, they really, I'm the deciding vote here, you know. His importance is way up. We go home. No decision that day. Come back to deliberate more. And uh, it's basically decided. We come back. We'll take a vote in the morning. And then, you know, if we don't reach a decision, then, then that's it. You know, and so it's just one guy. And he, we're all sitting in the jury room there. And he goes, uh, you know, we, I guess we took the vote. And uh, it was still 11 to 1. Okay. And he said, when I... He might have done this before the vote. I don't remember the order, but he goes, last night I was sleeping and I woke up and all I could think was guilty, guilty, guilty. Then I went back to sleep and I woke up again and all I could think was innocent, innocent, innocent. (laughs) I'm rolling my eyes, you know, we don't get a result here. Didn't get a result. We all were voting for, you know, Tennessee is one of those states you can vote for all the other crimes. Oh. We voted for involuntary manslaughter. There's voluntary and involuntary manslaughter. Second degree murder, first degree murder. We can choose between all those. Oh. And we chose involuntary manslaughter. And he's talking about innocence and shit, you know, and it's like, uh, all right, well, this this has been fun, guys. Nice meeting. You know what I mean? It just, it really was like a fucking. So wait, did you wind up giving a? It was a hung jury, or did he hung vote? jury? They had to retry him. Oh Jesus! Based on this asshole's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> based on the word that popped into his head. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the jury system. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a jury of our peers. All right, we'll be back in a second, or will we? <laughs> 